up. I wore studs. I still wear studs. I never wear hoops. I personally just don't. When I put on hoops, I feel like that's too much because I'm like, no, they're sticking out from my ear. So that's just me personally. So like the most earrings I will wear are studs and not the huge studs that try to, you know, hang off your ear, but like the small ones that, you know. So, I mean, yeah, I think it is preference. That's what you said. One thing, um, uh, Apostle, about it's left. uh, Some things are left up into interpretations because you know as bible readers we are interpreters you know basically we're trying to gather what the scripture is saying that's with any book that you read you got to figure out and kind of decipher what the author is saying just to make sure the author is trying to be as descriptive as possible trying to describe everything in detail so that the reader can understand it but the reader still has to take it you know, into consideration, as well as what you have to think about the readers that when they come to a book, any book, you know, you're coming with your experience, you're coming with your environment that you grew up with, you're coming with a lot of pre preconceived notions, you know, and background. So like, of course, somebody is going to take one scripture differently, or one perspective of the scripture, you know, they're going to derive that differently from the next. So I think it's just kind of the pastor's job to be However, they interpret the standard to be because you're going to go to many churches in the apostolic faith who have different standards. Obviously, we have three different standards. Um, (laughs) Well, along the same lines, you know, along the same lines, but, you know, we still deem ourselves as holiness or true holiness. Where the next person wouldn't, you know, say like, okay, that's not true holiness because y'all not doing this and y'all skirts are not touching the floor. Like, you know, so... I think perspective is key. Interpretation is key and preference. That's another word he utilized. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the perspective or the experience of a pastor or the lineage of or family or whatever of the pastor of how he was raised and his perspective on what the Bible is saying to him versus his own experience. Like, cause back in the day, going to the movies, they were going in cars and it was dark. And you would go with the dude or a girl. And so, but like now going to the movies is more so you go with your friends to see a movie, see previews, whatever, and y'all leave. Or some some of the saints got movie theaters in their basements and in their houses and they don't go to the movies. So I mean- And it's the same exact thing. Yeah, it's the same exact and, thing. But I think it also depends on knowing your, your sheep too and your flock. For example, like we at my church, we didn't drink wine when we took communion. We did. We drank grape juice. Because the biggest thing for my pastor, he he was just like, I, I don't want to, to tempt somebody right. who had a problem. And I think that's the biggest thing with the standards. You don't want to like tempt people who had a problem in the past. And that's the scripture that we rely on the New Testament. Like a lot of people talk about, well, you know, all this is Old Testament stuff. So why are you still doing it? Well, the New Testament says, you know, like if something is going to offend your brother, then you should stay away from it. And so that's part of the reason, like we don't want to dress with clothes that's too tight because we don't want to offend someone. We don't want men wearing sweatpants to church because we don't want to offend someone. There's a, <laughs> oh, Lord. Look, the one book you look at too, y'all got to be careful. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I, like, and, and, and another thing that Mike broke up, brought up that I wanted to like point out, he talked about like your heart and whether your heart's in it. I think for me, like the question becomes, when does something become a matter of uh I'm trying to figure out how to say this when does something become like an idol to you there's a difference between being modest 
and wearing things in modesty and then there's a a difference when people don't want to give something up and they'll buck against anything if that makes sense I don't want to drift too far in the conversation but I know that there's a lot of people who they I don't know what I'm trying to say is that give your example do you have an example okay so my my bishop one day on a Tuesday night he decided to like send around an offering plate and he was like we're not collecting money I want to collect your jewelry because he noticed that people were starting to wear jewelry again in the house and it really became like a fight there were people who were literally about to be like what are you doing my stuff I'm about to leave he was just like you know I'm not emphasizing this because of the standard but I'm emphasizing this of like why can't you live without it it's it was a reflection of your of where you were coming from like why is this something that you have to have why is this so necessary for you like why do you put this thing on why and because I know there's some people who say like if I don't have this on or that on I feel naked I can't go without it that it I because clap I think you brought up a good point of like you understand like I'm being modest sometimes I need it sometimes I don't I'll go without it but then there's certain people who they have addictive personalities that was our biggest thing is like they have addictive personalities and once you give them an inch they'll take a mile it's and then stuff starts creeping into their heart and it starts becoming a like a god matter rather than just a a modesty matter if that makes sense but then the bible also says work out your salvation among yourselves when it comes to certain things like you know you and if pastor pull you aside because your hoop earrings maybe you need to lay off the hoop earrings like this is when it comes like to the personal matter and searching someone's heart now I do understand as like what you're saying Ron as far as like making a general blanket standard for everybody um but I mean you'll even get people who try to find loopholes as right uh what's the name's quiet <laughs> but like I feel like that's loopholes like y'all which I don't agree with either right? yeah, I know I know but like that's an example like the big church hat the church mothers with them big hats blocking people's views like put your hat in the plate like let me see <laughs> yeah no that's true let me see how you react because like my thing is that jewelry is one thing i understand jewelry because jewelry you can people say you can extract spirits when you put jewelry on like people have different things i i, I ain't see it in the bible i ain't read it I, I don't know but that's what i've heard people say they say stuff like that like but anyway but stuff like that like church hats i think we idolize the stuff that we do have a standard for the church hats the skirts people idolize skirts because i mean if you wear skirts all your life that's kind of your identity so of course it's going to be close you know what i mean to you because mm-hmm. it's been ingrained you know in you for something to do um so i mean or like even it's a lot of stuff the prayer veils got prayer better veil. now oh yeah <laughs> it's like well, i mean this is the thing is like modest, it's, i'm not against people being fashionable religious almost though and that's why my thing is with the heck like with prevails and stuff it like it's too much that's why i just was like it's too much like, like you wear a prevail but then you got on like a like i literally saw a chick at the convention last year had on a large prevail but then had on dangling chandelier earrings and whatever floats your boat says is fine and then you had like a mini dress on I'm just it was a, it was very confusing that's why my thing is like with the prep veils like just leave it I'm taking a leave it type of thing to be with that honest, like uh, <laughs> that's all I'm on the fence <laughs> I'm like because like it's just because like with some organization I'm not gonna call the organization's name they got so caught up in it with veils and stuff that 
yeah, like, yeah, it might be your organization's identity, but when people start, you know, like, you got a t- real tight, short dress on, oh, I'm going to make sure my head is covered. Like, Girl, cover your body. You thought about your head being covered, but you didn't think about your legs being covered. You thought about your head being covered, but you didn't think about your breasts were out when you came in church. Snap, snap. Talk about Come on, so, put a bell on that. And that's, and, that's, and that's my thing. Like, for me, that's why, like, for me, like, standard, like, if I'm a pastor, I'd rather you, like, as a sister, cover your breasts when you come in church, you know, because as we said, we don't want to offend anybody. You know, put on something below, like your knees, whatever. Look nice, look presentable, like you come to church, whatever. Like, have those things in order first, you know, like things that, like when I see you, like you're not over here tempting my brothers or my brothers ain't over here tempting you. Like, let's take care of those things first. I mean, let's worry about the hair covering and stuff later because I've just, in my day, I've seen so much like backwards stuff with these hair coverings. They don't even make sense. Like you got a, you know, you got a hair covering on, but like I, I can see your thigh. And I've seen this. This is not anything that I'm making up. I've seen this at I'm not calling churches names, but you you literally got a tablecloth on your head, but you got a mini dress on, and it just don't line up for me. But as I'm saying, I was just I was gonna bring up sociology, so you could go. Ahead. Okay. I was just gonna say that like there is a concept of sociology called the simulation simulacrum. Is basically the fact that um, the symbol of something like takes over the real, and so instead of actually being modest people take symbols of things that seem modest and, and take it as a way of it being modest and it replaces actual modesty. And I think that that's what we're seeing is like people moving away from actually being modest to just taking certain symbols and signs or certain things as this is me being modest. But right. yeah. Cause for me personally, that's why I just was like prayer veils. Uh, my hair is modest. It ain't standing out. It's my hair. <laughs> and that's about cover it because paul said all right we not okay it's okay <laughs> i could go there but anyway but yeah and then like what about what y'all feel about the church mothers with the tall hats and they got the bejeweled hats like we can't wear makeup we can't wear jewelry but we got rhinestones all up in the sky and that, those, that's, distracting, that's <laughs> distracting too and as much as i you know i think it looks nice on on women that, that can be distracting to somebody too because like I'm sitting behind you and I'll keep her hat. Oh, you you see her hat. You see, even with like and I'm a, guy, a dude like coming there, he got like a a, a you know a, a purple suit. Like I got some suits in my closet I would never wear to church because I don't want anybody sitting in church and I'm, I'm a distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just would not wear that because I don't want nobody to ever be like, oh, you, you see his suit? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah like I just don't, I don't like in the same thing with hats and stuff like that like you have to be careful because there are there's some of them older women just like if we did an experiment like with Deronda, I'm sorry with Ron's church if we did an experiment and told those ladies those, those church ladies those first ladies put their hats in the in their um, in a basket they'll fight you because a lot of them that's what they live for you watch them they come in church late they stroll in with their fur coats Tall hats, heels, all this want to be seen. The want to be want to be seen, and they're the main ones that get up in these in these church uh, town hall meetings. Be like, want to talk about standard and stuff. Then they want to pull you to the side. Yeah, so you just have to be careful about that because you know, like, 
you you might yeah somebody might be wearing a short skirt and it might be tight and it doesn't need to be addressed but you over here got a prideful spirit your outfit right. and that suit you got on and those pocketbook and that personal heels has caused you to have a prideful spirit. Are you, you know modest? That's are you point. actually modest? And I think that's what it goes down to when you're talking about being modest is you know because when it goes to being modest, there's a there's humility that comes with being modest. You know, there's a humbleness that comes with being modest. And if you're going in church, and I've done it before, like I got, I just got my new suit on. Like I want people to, I'm gonna get church late. Like we can't do that because we're not being modest. We're we're lifting our own selves up in pride, and we know what the Bible says about pride. So we have to be really careful about that when we're talking about like modesty and stuff like that. Which is, I, I love for people to look nice in church. I love to see women look nice. Like, yeah, look nothing, yeah there's nothing more beautiful than seeing a young lady come in there. She has on a nice outfit. You know, she got her heels on. She's looking really nice for church. And it's, she's wearing it. It's not wearing her. Mm. Same thing with that man. Like, you know, you come in there with your nice tailored suit. He's wearing it, but it's not wearing him. Like, they don't, it's not an attitude with the suit. You know, you it's in there to worship God with it. But, you know, again, it goes back to us being humble in a lot of in a lot of these things, whatever. And which is why, like a lot of times too, if we think about it, that's why our forefathers had to put these things into place because a lot of our holiness church churches, and we might have to cut this later, but a lot of our holiness churches were built off the backs of people that were poor, people that didn't have much, people that didn't really have a lot. Like your your rich and wealthy, they went over to the Baptist church down the street, or the Methodist church down the street. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, a, a lot of these churches had to put these standards into place because it wasn't so much that we thought we were going to look up your sky. A lot of times it was all about, you know, unity. And then two, it was all about, you know, that humble piece of, because if you coming in there with a, with a great big piece of jewelry, you're trying to lift yourself up higher than somebody else. And a lot of people in there, if, if I'm down here on this level and you coming in and got all of this stuff on that you like all outside the box, whatever, I'm, I might need to say, okay, let's just all, you know, not because I don't want nobody to feel like this, that, and the third over here. So a lot of times we have to explore those narratives too with that as well. And so I think a lot of this stuff has changed now because we've, we've, we've gotten more technically advanced. We've gotten more... Um, advance with you know the people that come in and out at church, but we still have to make sure that we are being modest, that we're on one accord, and it goes back to you know being unified and things like that. So, sorry, I didn't mean to carry you on that long. No, that was I think you raised like really good points, yeah, like a lot of good points. And then, like, okay, so I do kind of want to move off address you guys and talk about modest behavior. You mentioned it, uh, Apostle, about people being like how you act needs to be modest too and are we being like modestly modest I think I'm starting to see a lot in a lot of churches where people are boasting about themselves or it's a false modesty my brother like he came up with this uh, this thing called trickle down glorionomics and basically you guys know like the economic structure of how like we give money to big businesses and by doing or give them tax breaks and then the money like trickles down to the people who are poor so like the his his idea is you act like you're giving glory to god or you're like yeah um giving the glory to god but honestly like you want it to trickle down to you 
So I helped bring this person through with the Holy Ghost. I sing on this choir and I'm a lead it and I'm the best, not the best lead, but you know, I'm a go hand, like just. I'm doing things. what God called me to do or I'm doing the work of the Lord. Or sort of I'm thing. doing the work of the Lord, but in a way that's kind of not modest. It's a little obnoxious mm-hmm. or it's not, I shouldn't call it obnoxious, but I should say it's a little bit more boastful. Like I, and I don't see anything wrong with having, comp- there's good, it's good to be confident in yourself. It's good to be confident in the gifts that God has given you. It's good to be confident that God has blessed you with talents or God has blessed you in many different ways, even like forget talents, but like, even with like job opportunities, whatever. But I think with behaviors, the saints still need to be modest. Like you shouldn't constantly boast and brag about yourself and uplift yourself in a way that makes others like modesty humility go hand in hand Amen. and a lot of times i don't see a lot of people being humble mm. i agree a thousand oh, they have a false sense of humility that blows me but yeah. but yeah so like oh go ahead no no, no go ahead uh, i got an example so i thought i had it like so i mean look Cause I encounter one saint where they will be like, oh, like, oh, I brought that soul in or, you know, oh, that person, I, I got them into the church or they, you know, that was my soul right there. You know, that's, I brought them in. I, they got saved under the, you know, me and all this other stuff. So stuff like that, like that turned me off. Cause I'm like, all right, you're doing it. Is this a numbers game for you? Like, are you doing this because, you know, just to have some people under your belt? Like, what did you go? for people to look up to you like what is your per- like you know what I'm saying and then like you have some churches where they like literally worship the pastor worship the first lady and they mention the first lady or mention the pastor every single time and like run around like it's okay to honor them but my whole pet peeve with that and seeing it like firsthand is just like the fact I think what disturbed me the most was uh, the fact that the first lady and the pastor were allowing it. It's like, you're allowing these people to like constantly praise you all the time to the point where it just was like sick, like it's straight worship. Like they can't do no wrong. Like they just, they're perfect. Like they practically, they treated the pastor and mainly the first lady as if this person was Jesus reincarnated. Like they sacrifice so much. And meanwhile, you know, they do certain they were doing certain things in front of people. Like, like I wonder how many things they do in private. Like most of the stuff they would do in front of their children or in front of their congregation. Like, oh, I'm gonna give this, we're gonna give this check of whatever amount of money, thousands of dollars, and we're gonna do it in front of everybody. Or I'm gonna give this card to this Ooh, person talk about it. and do it in front of everybody. When it's really like, like, why are you doing it in front of everybody? Why can't you just give it, you know, or do stuff in private, you know what I'm saying? So are you doing this to show your goodness, showing that you're, you know, you know, you're out here in the streets helping the community, but you're doing it in front of people. Like, do you do this behind closed doors? Are you doing this when no one else is looking, when your children aren't looking? Like, and you could just tell that they weren't because they were just it was soaking up all this praise, looking proud. Like, it was just, it, it disgusted me to my core and like, ew. Yeah, I, I've I've definitely seen seen that before, and I think there's a lot of layers to that. Uh, so I remember growing up, you hear saints testify. You know, the reason why God has been blessing me is because I'm living right. Because I'm I'm the way I'm living, 
First off, you know, let's get one thing straight. You know, you ain't good enough for anything God does for you. None of us are. None of us are good enough for God to do. Because we're talking about somebody that laid down his life for us. First off, we're never good enough. So for you to testify, you know, and say, I've been blessed, saints, because, you know, I've I've been living right. It ain't because of anything that you've done so right. It's because of the grace and mercy of God that you have what you have. And the places that we are in life, you know, God put us there. It ain't because of anything we did on our own. It's not because of our own successes. It's not because of anything that we've been so successful at doing. Yeah, we, we, you know, God provided an avenue and a pipeline for us to get to certain places, but it's not because of our own grace and our own might and our own strength as to why we're there. So I don't understand when people act are not humble about those things. And I think um, a lot of times too, you know, people, we have a lot of people in church that are self-righteous, you know, a lot of people that are self-righteous, they've been saved. I've been saved for 20 years, uh, you know, so I'm, you know, I got it together, you know, and there's people that have attitudes like that, like when the the pray, you watch those people, you watch the people in church that are are church veterans, you know, they've been um, Mm -hmm. saved so long and the spirit get high, it don't move them, you know, but they can tell you, you know, what everybody else is doing. You know, when the spirit get high and the Holy Ghost falls through, you know, they sit up there and they cross their legs, cross their arms. They can tell you if everybody else ran across the church and stuff, but they can't tell, you know, they they never feel anything. You have to watch that. Sometimes, you know, people can become so caught up in themselves that they miss God and they miss what God is trying to do. And I think a lot of times, like, you know, and, and we have to stop. And I'm seeing a lot of these young preachers, you know, young apostolic preachers that have gotten caught up in their in their own selves. Like you have a lot of people that's, you know, trying to have these self-exaltation spirits, like, oh, I preach this revival, five souls came through the Holy Ghost. Oh, I'm a pat. Oh, you know, we had we had two souls. I worked with two souls at all. You did your job as a pastor. When five people got the Holy Ghost, okay, you did your job. But there's not a reason for you to boast on Facebook. It's good for you to share that testimony. But if when it comes to a point where you're boasting, whatever, because you think that you're needed and God needs you, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I think we is is becoming so bad. Like we got a lot of people that's, you know, constantly trying to self-promote on social media. Book me, book me, book me, bring me to your city, you know, bring me, get me here, get me there. Y'all should book me. This is what I'm doing. I'm gonna come down, I'm gonna tear your house up and stuff like that. No, you need to, you really need to sit down. Because again, like any anything that God does, you know, if God puts you there, He can take you down as well. You know, he can take you down just as quick as he puts you up. So I think we have to be really careful about like how we present as far as being humble and um, humility and, you know, just being modest. Because modesty carries over to our attitudes as well. So, yeah. And and God is always he's going to get the glory anyhow. So if you won't give him the glory, if you get, get full of your own self, it's going to be a Saul. Like that is exactly why God took the spirit out of Saul. Saul got lifted. He got himself lifted up. And so like God always, always has somebody who's ready to work for him. You know, that's my favorite example to use. <laughs> why you bring that up? <laughs> that's my favorite. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. But yeah, even that's the scary part about it. Cause even Saul was called. He was doing, he was, you know, called up the Lord, doing what the Lord called him to do, but he fell off. And I think that's a lot what's going That's a lot of what's going on. Um, 
even like that's another story but anyway i have another example so there was one time the first lady got up gave a testimony she was at a store and then the the clerk was treating her kind of nasty so she really didn't she she expressed that in the testimony and like you know just got her stuff and left you know and i probably know i know her so she probably left with like a little you know attitude didn't say anything but with a look so (laughs) come to find out one of the members went to the went to the store threatened the guy to apologize to her and she received right she received a phone call and then the guy was like oh i'm sorry or whatever for treating you bad and she was and everybody in the church clapped like i'm <laughs> like they clapped over that i was like what like as if like why are you even acting like that like you know you didn't carry yourself as a christian you don't know who what that man's going through why you you know what i mean stuff like that you don't know what people go through on a day-to-day basis maybe they need a smile maybe they need a hug maybe they need a if y'all believe in hugging at that church some churches know but maybe they need a i don't know a high five something you know what i mean so i just thought that rubbed me the wrong way i was like how arrogant can you be and self-centered and self-righteous and these are people who are like 40 years in the faith you know and i'm like what, what are we doing and they're teaching a the congregation to be that way self-righteousness at its finest like apostle said so i was like why are you why are you glorifying that like why do you need an apology i've met like leaderships of people who like do stuff without without thank yous without apologies they they still work and doing the work of the lord like why do you need that i'm like oh it's about you that's why mm. but and, and that's the thing is like people are getting caught up in the cares of what this world is like we have iPhones I generation like everything is about me 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 I want to be seen I want to be heard I need to be viewed and like I think that like the church is just reflecting that the generation that's like ready for like this is my moment let me seize what I want to be I think we're starting to allowing that those things to creep in to what we do (laughs) what we're doing and like it's not Christ-like because Christ was the one who did he didn't want to be seen. He didn't want people to know that he was working the miracles. Right. He didn't want like okay. he didn't want to be flagrant. Like he wasn't being ostentatious about anything. He was staying humble and like he, he just did the work of the Lord and just kept it like that and let other people praise you. Like that is like uh the children will rise up and call her blessed. Like let other people get like that's not a good scripture as example, but just let other people show how <laughs> sorry but just let other people like lift you up like because they'll do that they'll do it naturally that's what i'm saying they told that's so true people do that to me they probably done that to y'all where they just mention something like oh thanks for and i was like oh all glory be to god i'm glad i was able god gave me the strength to do that for you you know you know and i think we don't we aren't taught to receive gratification because i think a lot of us are so humility bent that we're not trying to we don't we're too afraid to i don't say afraid but you know i'm trying to say like they're we're afraid to like kind of go out and or to receive gratitude period because he's like Mm -hmm. you don't want to get puffed up you don't want to get you know that and then i don't know just freely i don't know what i'm trying to say no i think there's two sides to the coin the one side is that you brag you're like 
super full of yourself and then the other side is that you're so humble that you can't take a compliment or you're so humble that you don't realize how amazing you are at what you do like I I I really want to emphasize that there are some saints that are so good like I know people who can sing like sing sing but they just they just don't feel like they're worthy they don't feel like they're worth anything they don't feel like they're good and I'm just like oh my gosh, like you are so powerful. And if you stepped into confidence, like that confidence that God gave you and stepped into your talent, you can do amazing things. And then I see the other side where people don't have no anointing, no spirit, no nothing, but they're <laughs> super braggadocious. And it's just like, why are you doing this? Because y'all pumped, the, so, y'all pumped them up. Like, thank you for that, for that selection. <laughs> we, we, we pump people up that that don't like and 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 you got to forgive me for saying this but we often tolerate we often reward bad behavior in church Mm -hmm. so we often reward people with no anointing people that haven't been fasting people that haven't been praying people that have not become the bible study Mm -hmm. we reward them at church so when they get up and they sing before us in these and worship we applaud oh you sung my soul happy today or you blah, 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 today, blah, 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 blah. And they feel like they feel comfortable enough to keep walking in these same consistent, you know, bad behaviors. And so a lot of times, like, people become so lifted up in pride because we have rewarded bad behavior in church, rewarded inconsistent behaviors in church, you know, by constantly affirming people that should not be affirmed. You know, I'm not going to affirm you. First of all, if you're not singing under the anointing, you're not rehearsing, you know, you're not, you know, um, you can't even, you know, show up to Bible prayer service during the week. You can't even show up to Bible study. I'm not going to, what am I affirming you for? What am I, you know, rewarding you for? And then you still get puffed up in pride and you become so prideful that you still be, you still think it's okay to be disrespectful to God in your position be disrespectful to your leader. And that to me is a real arrogant spirit. So speaking about... I know, I'm sorry, what's the next topic? But I'm just <laughs> veering off power. <laughs> okay, good. I'm going to talk about like the falsest of humility. That blows me like to the core. It's like the people who pretend to be humble, but they're really not humble. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm talking about a church in the church room or Christians among other Christians. Like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to be there to support. No good well, you're just trying to be there just to say you were there in your mind or try to be a friend to that person. It's like, no, I kind of see through you, but it's okay. Like, why are you trying to be something that you're not in my life? You know, I don't know. But it's just that false humility. Like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm not feeling well tonight, but I think I'm wanting to sing this solo. Then I'm like, ah! and I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> like, you know, Google, you feel good. <laughs> it's a form of lying saying, and liars will go to hell. Okay. <laughs> okay, bro. Was that extreme? No, that that's was what direct, the, that's, what the, that's what the book says. No, but I, I like, no, because that's the thing, because people, like you said, people will try to act like they're a certain way. And it's lies. You know how you are. You know you didn't really want to be there or help somebody out, but right. you you just be in there because right. We've been guilty. We've all been guilty of it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And that's why we got to repent daily. Amen. That's what the blood is for. Cover Jesus and repent too. You still got to repent. Ask for forgiveness and receive it through the Spirit. All right. Anyway. Sorry. Okay. So. Shall we move on yes. to our music ministry for the night? 
All right, let's get into some music. I'm going to keep it very short and sweet tonight. Um, the, the night is far spent. Um, what have you all been listening to? Have you all discovered any new music this week that has really lifted your spirit and caused you to say yes to the Lord? Me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what have I been listening to? A lot of quiet songs. Nothing. Albertina Walker. I can go to God in prayer. Amen. James Cleveland, Reverend James Cleveland. God is. And I promise the Lord I hold out. Hold out. Oh, okay. I went way back. <laughs> to see what the end is going to be. Clap, you have an old soul and I love it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I would just came, I know this is, I came from a funeral today. <laughs> But the guy was like, all right, one of the um, the guys that were working the funeral service, I was packing up my little computer after my little presentation thing. And then he was like, you know, what? he's like, yeah, he was like, stay holy, you know, stay holy like you are. And I was like, OK, <laughs> bro, we were just, you know, I was just, you know, being nice <laughs> to the people. Hey, people are nice. <laughs> when you're nice to them, they'll give you extra things and treat you extra nice. <laughs> point blank, period. And if they don't still treat them nice because you may see them again but anyway so I was just like that was random like what <laughs> like I'm holy but I got a short well, it's good to be holy in 2020 I know I was like this is holy so I started looking <laughs> okay I was like I don't have the Ron get up you know she go she go get on me because I had my little it's about behavior too, sis. Don't, don't try to pull you, had, out. you had your what? Look at how we changed it. You had your what? I ain't had nothing. So no. Now I had a nice little outfit on. Nothing tight, nothing. See, that's what I'm saying. Like I did have like a I have like this feathery shirt that I wore, but it looked really nice. It was black. It was all black. Not the feathers. It's like I'm talking. You had a shirt like that on in Green in Greensboro last year, right? I did. I did. Was that the convention? In the convention, yeah, yeah. That you same have it on shirt. Saturday night. That same yeah. shirt, I wore that. I wore that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love that shirt. Anyway, they have a white one too. I'll say, cut that out. But yeah, so I thought that threw me off. I was like, holy. I was like, I wanted to ask him, sir, what does holy mean to you? New stuff. <laughs> I wanted to go in <laughs> and do an interview real quick. I'm like, what is holy to you in 2020? You know, because that was interesting to me. And I was like, hmm. Interesting, but yeah, I should have asked them that. Darn it, that would have been great to add. <laughs> yeah, good question. Ron, what have you been listening yeah, to? What you been listening to? Um, I have three songs. Uh, "Don't Let the Devil Steal Your Joy." Mm. Okay. By Reverend Isaac Douglas. Mm. Oh, okay. This week, yeah. Mm. Um, we talked about CC Winans earlier. Um, she came out with a song, "Never Lost." Like I've heard it. Never lost the battle. I like that song. Canceled. It's like just joking. Um, and then Shepherd by Nashville Life Music. I don't know if you guys heard that song. Is it Christian? Is that CCM? It's yeah, it's more CCM sounding very worshipy, but I I enjoy it. I I think it's really a great song. So do y'all listen to CCM? Y'all have any CCM people that y'all listen to? I like elevation worship. Their first album. I, I like the Elevation Collective, and I like um, 
There's a song that I play every now and then. It's by no Jubilee Worship called No Bondage. Hmm. Never heard that. It's a Maverick really good City worship. is my worship like CCM. I gotta listen to them. I never heard of Maverick City. I gotta oh. listen to them. They come out with like five songs every month. Oh wow. <laughs> Possible. Come on, Possible. So take us on. I discovered this group tonight. Um on Instagram, the gospel, little gospel funk band. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna play. <laughs> That's gospel, though. They, they, it was gospel. Okay. Let me... I discovered them on Instagram. It's a band called Red Hands. It's based out of Ohio. Um, and uh, they do have a... Um, they actually have an album out, um, a gospel album out on Apple Music. Um, and they also, too, were um, nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Gospel Song. Um, so I've actually found them tonight. Um List, you know, like scrolling through on Instagram. So, like a pretty dope band. So, if you're into probably like Corey Henry, um, things like that, it would be something that you'll probably enjoy to my musician listeners out there um, as well. As far as things I've been listening to um, this week, I've kind of been in my podcast bag this week more so than anything. Um, kind of listening to, you know, a lot more podcasts, but um, some of the music that I've actually listened to. Uh, this new update is killing me. So I don't know how to do anything. Um, so I've been listening to this song called uh, Worshiping Me by Javan, Javen, whatever his name is. It's a really nice worship song. Features Jonathan Nelson. Um, song's probably been out 10, 12 years. Um, also, Great Grace by Alvin Slaughter's been in my phrase and worship bag. Um, then I had to kind of end it with some quiet music today. Um, Brian Hill and the Provenance Singers from uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia, Psalms 91. So to my Virginia listeners, y'all probably know who that is. Um, he has a choir there. I've been listening to him. I'm sorry, the song's called Psalms 95. Excuse me. Really great song if you're in the choir music. So, yeah. Anything else? Any burning songs? Testimonies? I listened to that Lecrae um, song. All right. So... <laughs> Oh, you know how he feels about Lecrae. That's another segment. Which one? Uh, Zombie and Sunday morning. Hey. And I like that. Zombie. Zombie is really good. Zombie. He's doing great. He was like, I was after flesh, mm-hmm. so I guess I was a zombie. That was mm. a great line. I'm sorry. Okay. He has a I lot know. of great lines. People be hating out here in these streets. <coughs> Hostile. <coughs> hating. Apost- I'm not hating. I just, I'm, I've never been a fan of his music. Uh, of his I've, I've never been able Are to you more traditionalist, well, or is it just his? I'm more of a traditionalist. I like to. I like choir robes. Mm, they need to bring those back. I still like choir robes back. Bring the choir robes back. Bring the hymns back of the church. Yes. Okay. Bring a hymn. I feel like oh, every church man. should sing at one uh, at least one hymn per Sunday. That's how I grew up. We sung one hymn per Sunday. Okay, you know, give, us, out of the give hymn us a hymn to like dwell on for this week. So the hymn to dwell on this week is I will praise him. I will praise him. Okay. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna give you all the words so you guys can Google this hymn. You know what I've been um, listening to? I've been listening to um Handel's Messiah. It's more so like a have y'all heard of it? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. Are you trying to compare that to a hymn? No, but okay. I think it is a hymn. I don't know. I don't know much. <laughs> But I've been on that thing. I've been on it. I don't know why. It just it's very theatrical. It reminds me of a play. Someone just breaks out and just starts singing. I will play some because y'all gonna start going on me. But this is how I sound. It's with the orchestra. I like it. I think that's why. I have different tastes. All the songs you wanted to play tonight. I know. That was I played, that's what you play. <laughs> I know. Pray for me, Saints. But that one was hit. I was like, come on. I just like the way it sounds. I'm an orchestra person. I love classical music. So anything with the orchestra behind it, I'm down. I used to play the violin. So, I'm picking it up again. I could see you playing the violin. That's my thing. I like classical music. Bach. Mozart. Handle. Handle, yes. Sibelius. Yes. <laughs> I, can, I can run down all of them. Because <laughs> that's my thing. But uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so the hymn this week is I Will Praise Him. It says, I will praise him. I will praise him. Praise the Lamb for sinners slain. Give him glory, all ye people, for his blood can wash away each stain. So listen to it. Um, I know that uh, T.D. Jakes, Minister of Music, Steve Lawrence has a version out of it, um, of that song. Because the song, him actually drags a little slow, but once you put an organ to it, put a little drum to it, it actually goes pretty hard. So yeah, that's it for our selections from the Pew Babies. Check us out. If y'all got some music y'all listening to, y'all vibing to in the car during quarantine, you know, while you're at work, while you're cleaning up, while you're cooking those pork chops, send us the music. Pork chops, you find the folks. Some people, some holiness churches don't eat pork. Okay. Some of us are pescatarian right. as well. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is me oh. too thing. This is the- <laughs> <laughs> me too, man. I'm tired of it in the church. Just eat the daggone bacon. <laughs> I too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it all yeah, that's all for our, oh, right. I was about to say our music man segment. Oh, God. <laughs> That's another segment. Uh, Can we do another segment on eateries and what we're eating? Eateries. <laughs> Our diets. Christian diets. Holiness diets. What is holy? That could be the after service. Oh, yeah, true. Go ahead. We can do that. All right. All right. Um, closing remarks. Yeah. Let's keep it short. Yeah, tonight. I'm going to keep it short because, <laughs> yeah. So just be modest, you know. As far as modesty and modesty with behavior, looks, whatever is in the inside, once again, whatever's in your heart is going to come out into the physical, which is your body. So whatever's in your heart, people can see if you're wearing a short skirt, super short skirt, if you're wearing big hoop earrings, that's just showing or whatever. Men, if you're wearing tight suits, that's another thing we didn't talk about in the church because that's starting to happen a lot over the past yeah. years. It doesn't look, make you look good. It makes you look like you're thirsty. So do you want to look thirsty or do you want to look holy? Anyway. I like that. Um, 
That's what I'm gonna be preaching. That's a message. I'm preaching that in my church. So no, oh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you gotta keep that in the mind. You know, if you're struggling with something, if you know something is a struggle with you, take it before the Lord. A struggle for you, take it. Ask, ask a spiritual accountability person, whoever you may have, accountability partner. Ask them, like, hey, is this? Am I doing a little too much? And they'll be like, yes, yes, you are. Take it off go back in the house you tripping but that's all i have to say but yeah whatever's in your heart comes out so just be mindful of that um my remarks are let's not let modesty become a symbol let's let it be actually real let's not disperse the real with something that's just symbolic and just like making modesty perverse let's keep it true and let's modestly stay modest um yeah that's it Stay modestly modest. Just ask the Lord to search your heart. Ask the Lord to search your heart. Uh, should be our prayer every day. Lord, search my heart. Make sure it's in the right place. Make sure whatever ministry I'm sitting under that I'm lining up with what they are teaching, what their belief system is. At the end of the day, we might have, you know, interpretations of things and what we personally believe. But if we are sitting up on a ministry that's teaching X, Y, and Z, that's what we need to, because we know that obedience is better than sacrifice. Um, so we, you know, have to take that into consideration. I ask the Lord to search our heart, make sure our heart is in the right place. Also, just a quick, 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 very quick friendly, uh, friendly reminder, uh, people on social media, please make sure you check these articles before you post, make sure they're credible sources. I'm so sick of seeing people get all in a bunch about articles on i've seen stuff from vaccines to you know the president and stuff if it didn't come from a credible news site make sure it's a credit if it came from the onion if it came from one of these like end time sites mm -hmm. whatever you know most of the time it's propaganda so you know just make sure that we are checking the sources of these sites first um before we um post these articles that way we, we don't want to look like you know look unlearned to unbelievers would never we will never win them that way so and read more than the title please actually Thanks. read the article yes. before you share it that's another segment some, they want to give you shock value yeah. but okay <laughs> so benediction we're gonna be be just be dismissed um by just loving on one another and we just want we love you so so much and we will see you in two weeks amen love somebody amen love somebody Love somebody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. I love you, baby.